0: Welcome to Redeemer's Church Weekly Message Podcast, where our mission is simple. We're a church that is passionate about loving God and loving people. And now, we hope you enjoy this week's message by Pastor Caleb Schaefer. Matthew chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 9 through 13. 9 through 13. And I believe one of the most undeniable truths spoken in this scripture is that good fathers make such an indelible impact on their children that generations later will still come to benefit from what you did in the lives of your kids. A good father leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And this is spoken of actually in the uh, Talmud, which is a, a collection of Uh, teachings by rabbis listen to what it says when you teach your son you teach your son's son that speaks to this generational inheritance that fathers leave with their kids so what do fathers give their kids we could look in a thousand different places there are hundreds of books and articles and websites dedicated to this very thing but I believe this morning it's very fitting to look at Matthew chapter 6 we reference not this passage of scripture but We referenced the Sermon on the Mount last week. And we're going to probably maybe go there next week as well. But this specific piece is included in the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is teaching the the masses how to pray. He's talking on the topic of prayer. But interwoven through this section of the Sermon on the Mount, we see another theme as well. In verse 9, it says, Pray then in this way. Our, say it with me, Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 11 Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory forever. Amen. In this passage, Jesus was teaching multiple things simultaneously because you know everything that Jesus taught had layers to it. Everything. And so here Jesus is teaching the crowd not only how to pray, what to pray, and what you can expect from God, but he was also teaching them how God wanted to be known by his people. God wanted his people... To know him not just as God but as what? Father. Father. So it's important to understand that God as Father was the framework for what Jesus told the people to ask for from God. Here's the things that you can expect from God because he's not just God he's also Father. He was not only showing how God wanted to be known as a father, but listen to me, he was also setting the standard for what fathers are to be for their children. He was essentially saying, pray for these things because it is in delivering these things to you that God wants to demonstrate his father heart because good fathers provide these things for their kids. Fathers, when you walk in the standard, Of who you are supposed to be according to Scripture, you mirror who God is as a father to your children. Fathers, we don't replace God, but we reflect the nature of who God is as a father to our families when we imitate these qualities. We don't replace Him, but we are a tangible, physical representation of who God is. And I don't know about you, but the one of the legacies I want to leave with my kids is I want them to be able to look at me as their dad and say, "If God as father is anything like Dad, he's amazing. Right. This is part of what I want to do I, and I want to, I want to build up who God is, even above and beyond who I am as a father. Right. I remember just not not even uh A couple weeks ago, we were driving down the street, and I was mindful of this. The kids were in the car. I think Gideon was sitting in the front seat with me. And I just had this thought come to my mind. And I looked at Gideon, and I said, Gideon, I want you to listen to me, and I want you to remember what I am about to say to you. I said, Gideon, if there is anything that you love about me as a father, you need to know where it comes from. It comes from Jesus. Who I am. The things that you love about me as dad. That's because of who Jesus is. That's That's where I'm getting it from. He's a good father. The word father in Matthew 6-9 is the Greek word pater. And it focuses on three distinct roles of fathers. Fathers are nourishers. Fathers are protectors. Fathers are upholders. Those are actually the three things that this, this word means. And specifically in Matthew 6, 11 through 13 we see some of these qualities of fatherhood shown in what Jesus told them to pray to God as father for. Four things that we see about fathers from this passage. Number one, true fathers nourish, protect, and uphold their children through being a provider. Notice that, that God, Jesus said, hey, listen, when you pray to God as Father, here's something you can expect. You can expect that he will provide for you. Give us this day our daily bread. That speaks of the provision of God, but it also speaks to what fathers are called to do for their families. Fathers are providers. Jesus speaks of the provision of a father in Matthew 7 seven, eleven, when he says this, If you then, being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. That word give is provide, supply. If you evil know how to supply and provide for your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask Him? James Dobson, one of the icons in the Christian world about parenting, marriage, and family said this, one of the chief roles of fatherhood is to provide. So this morning, I honor the fathers that see provision for their family as a calling. And they carry a conviction to do what's necessary to take care of their families. God has placed a weight of responsibility on fathers to be like Adam, who in Genesis chapter 2, 15, find a garden, cultivate through the work of their hands that they might provide for their families. This is what fathers do. Fathers find work and make it happen. By any means necessary. Fathers break their backs for their families. Fathers stay up late. They do whatever needs to happen to provide. It's because God has placed that weight on them. Listen, it is through the provision of a father that sons and daughters are made secure and stable. Listen to me, fathers. Never underestimate the effect it has on your children that they don't have to worry where their next meal comes from because they know they have a father that provides. Never underestimate that you are a gift to your kids. And I was talking with a couple of people even this morning and I said, listen, if your kids happen to be ungrateful about who you are in their lives, just know this. It's because they've never lived life without you being there. They just don't know what it's like for you to not be there. That's why they don't get it. True fathers are providers. The second thing we see here is true fathers nourish, protect, and uphold their children through their love and grace. How many of you live in a a, a, a mom and a dad household and moms seem to kind of run out of the grace? And then Dad still got it. They still extend it. See, fathers, they protect, uphold, and nurse their children through their love and grace. We see that in verse 12 when Jesus said, You can ask God for forgiveness of your debts. You can go to Him as Father, and He will give you love and grace. speaks of the reality that God wanted to demonstrate His fathering heart through the way He extends love. And grace. I got a question for you this morning. This is for everybody. Have you ever been at an event where there's a lot of families, a lot of kids running around, and you are thinking to yourself how annoying everybody else's kids are? (laughs) See, it's like an elephant in the room. Nobody wants to admit that (laughs) that thought has came through your mind, but here's a newsflash. Your kids are annoying too. But do you want to know why you don't think your kids are annoying, but do you think everybody else's kids are annoying? It's because you have a love and a grace for them that they don't. Right. Fathers have a love and a grace that, that tolerates what everybody else thinks is annoying about their kids. This is where fathers are. I can't tell you how many times where Allison's like, I am done. You just take them. Just take them. And I'm like, I don't see anything wrong here. (laughs) Just yesterday, uh, just yesterday, Gideon had three or four friends. They came over. They filled up this pool with water, and they were playing a game where they started on the corners, and once they said go, the job was, let's see who we can body slam into the water first, and if you get body slammed in first, you're out. And Allison was like, somebody is going to get hurt. And she's pointing to me, like, do something about it. And guess what I'm doing? I'm recording it. I'm like, this is, I'm about to see some body slams and like slow. Love and grace. David spoke of this love and grace in Psalms chapter one of 1, three, verse 13. When he said this, just as a father has compassion, love and mercy on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. Fathers have love and grace. So I honor the fathers that overflow with love and grace on their kids, that are quick to forgive, they're quick to let go, they're quick to get over, they are slow to anger, abounding in love, they choose forgiveness, grace, and mercy. I honor that heart. See, I honor this about those fathers, that love who their kids are more than what they do. That model the heart of the father in the prodigal son's story, I don't care what you did, I'm just glad you're home. True fathers show their love and their grace. Number three, true fathers nourish, protect, and uphold their kids by modeling godly character and integrity. Verse 13, Jesus said this, when you pray to the father, Ask him for this, and lead us not into temptation. He was setting a standard for what you can expect from a true father, that a father does not introduce you to vices. He doesn't introduce you to sin. He's one who protects you. He's one who models what God is. Look at Proverbs 27. It says this. It says, the righteous man, a father who walks in integrity and lives life in unity with his godly beliefs. How blessed, happy, and spiritually secure are his children after him who have his example to follow. Blessed are the children who can look at a father and have a template for how they are supposed to live out their lives. We do not lead our kids into temptation when we model what it looks like to walk in the ways of the Lord. So I honor the fathers that are mindful of this. The fathers that say, I'm not doing this because I know little eyes are watching. I know little eyes are paying attention. As the quote says, my father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. Fathers. They nourish and protect and uphold their kids by modeling godly character and integrity. Number four, true fathers nourish, protect, and uphold their kids by shielding, defending, and protecting them from their enemies. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This scripture not only speaks to what God does, but it also speaks to the responsibility on fathers On the shoulders of fathers to protect their kids from the schemes of the enemy. And let me just have a word with fathers in this moment. Can you live in agreement with your wives when they say this is something we need to deal with? Can you not undermine it? Because one of the things about fathers, one of the things about men, is we like to think that things that aren't really a big deal, they aren't really a big deal even if they are a big deal. And one of the ways that the enemy undermines your authority and undermines your household is when you don't think that some of the things your wives are bringing to you are worthy of you defending and supporting her in. Please don't get lulled to sleep and deceived that some of these things are not big deals when they really are. Fathers, listen to me this morning. You are the line of defense. For your kids' safety and security from the perversion and pollution of godless, toxic, and immoral culture. It is our responsibility to protect our children's innocence by speaking out against what needs to be spoken out against by standing for the truth in the midst of a decaying culture, by not tolerating the plans of the enemy to expose your kids through social media and entertainment to things that are wicked and evil. And in this morning, I would honor and support their fathers that are actually that line of defense. Just the other day, and I'm going to share the story from yesterday, just the other day, Pastor Dwight and, we're talking, and I were talking about something that was absolutely just ridiculous in our culture. And there was another father listening. And he scoffed at us. And when we left, this was at my son's t-ball game. And Pastor Dwight said, I almost gave him uh, part of the five-fold hands of ministry in the parking lot. I almost imparted a gift to him. Because when Pastor Dwight was walking out, this man looked at him because of him overhearing the conversation we are, we are having, and he said, you're a fool. To Pastor Dwight. Because we were talking about something that was evil. See, my opinion is that we have two fathers. One that's standing for something that is a biblical principle, and another that is thought, it's not that big of a deal. Right. We need to open up our eyes. Let me tell you something. Isaiah 59, 19 says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Fathers, you are a part of the standard that God is raising up to stand in opposition to the sweeping tide of the enemy. And let me just say something. This is not the job of the mama bear. Right. Right. Great. This is the job of a father... And when the mama bear is speaking up about stuff the father should be speaking up, it's inordinate. That's right. We need to stand together and support our kids right. and watch over and protect our kids. So I honor the fathers this morning who are not passive, but are watching guard over their families as gatekeepers. Yeah. I could go on and on and on again about the value of a father because there are so many different ways that fathers are so valuable. But as I was preparing this message, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking about the question, what would the world be like without fathers and father figures? You know it's true. We actually have the statistical data that tells us what it's like when a father's not present. According to fatherhood.org, a website dedicated to the National Fatherhood Initiative, here is the data about what life is like when fathers are not involved. Children are at a lower risk of the following things when a father is present. They're at lower risk of infant mortality. Within the first 28 days of a child's life, the risk of infant mortality goes down four times when the father is present. They're at lower risk of low birth weight, why? Because in most cases, the mother is less stressed by the father's presence than they are by his absence. Number three, they are at lower risk of emotional and behavioral problems. Number four, they are at lower risk of neglect and abuse. Number five, they are at lower risk of injury. Number six, they are at lower risk of obesity. Do you know kids eat their feelings? Two times less likely of childhood obesity when the dad's involved. Number seven, poor school performance. Two times higher likelihood of staying in school when dad is present. You know why? Because one of the things I didn't talk about is that when you don't have your stuff together, you need a dad that says, get yourself out of bed and go to school. Get your butt up. If Gideon is, is, is not, is he, if he's not about to bed out of bed at some point, I will go in his room and yank those blankets off. Well, you better get out of bed. Teen pregnancy is seven times less likely when dad's around. 57% of prison inmates have grown up without a father. Alcohol and substance abuse and criminal activity drops by 279% when dad's involved. Suicide is lower, and children living with a father in the home are 47% less likely to live in poverty. I don't know about you, but what that tells me is that so much of our cultural issues... Have everything to do with the presence and engagement of a dad. Yeah, absolutely. The statistics are undeniable. And those are just the natural stats. Let me talk about the spiritual stats in a, in a book called "In Better uh, Better Dads, Better Sons," specifically with sons, because you know we will never live in a world without sons. So we need fathers. In this book. Author Rick Johnson says, when when only mom takes her sons to church while they're growing up, approximately 15% of boys remain churchgoers after they become adults. However, if dad takes an active role with mom in leading the family to church, 75% continue to go. That's a significant difference that speaks to the power of fathers to be spiritual influences on their sons. So listen to me fathers. If you ever wonder what the significance of your active presence and engagement in your child's life is, there is the proof. The value of a father. Time Magazine, lastly. Time Magazine said more than any other factor, a father's presence in the family will determine a child's success and happiness. Never underestimate the value of your presence in your children's life. As Max Luz Cato said, my father didn't do anything unusual. He only did what dads are supposed to do. Be there. Will you stand with me? When well, we were in staff, <laughs> I said, you know what, I'm going to give a gift to dads on Father's Day, a short sermon. (laughs) I said, I'm preaching for 25 minutes. Before I got up, Aaron Coolidge texted me and he said, 25 minutes? And I said, are you here to witness the miracle? I was at 2559, you're welcome. Happy Father's Day. Hey, listen, this is what I want to do. If you're a father, father figure, natural, spiritual, it doesn't matter. I want to find a father, and I want to pray a blessing over our fathers right now. So if you're in the room, you're a father, father figure, natural, spiritual father, I want you to go. I want you to stand where you are. I want you to put your hand up, and I, let's go around. Let's find these fathers. Come on. Let's pray for them. Come on. If you're next to a lot of fathers, group together so that we can, we have enough hands. Come on. Hmm. Father, I thank you for the fathers in the room. I thank you that they have made the choice to stay. They have made the choice to be planted. They have made the choice to own their role. That they did not just contribute seeds, but they are continuing to plant so that the inheritance in their children's lives goes from generation to generation. I bless the work of their hands. I bless their bodies I pray a blessing over their minds. I pray a blessing over their emotions. God, no one knows but fathers the weight. No one knows but but fathers the responsibility, the pressures, the stresses, the cares and the concerns. But God, we pray a blessing over them. God, I pray that they right now would notice and experience the delight of the Father that they are trying, that they're giving their best, that they are pouring themselves out. And so, and Father, not only for the fathers that have young kids, but for the fathers that have kids that have left the house, that they're still being intentional, they're still pursuing their kids, they're still trying, they're still giving, they're still praying, they're still dedicating their lives to the health of their kids. God, thank you so much for fathers that... Echo in their behavior in Matthew 28 that You would never leave us or forsake us, that You would be with us to the very end of the ages. Thank You for fathers that are still there, still actively present and engaged. We bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. We hope you were challenged, encouraged, and inspired as you listened to this teaching from God's Word. For more messages or information about our church, please go to www.redeemers.life.